1: All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty and the Pharaoh, seen only here at Indie Music TV in Ron Konkama, Long Island. And at the board is always Mr. Reliable Super Producer, Matt. Matt, how are you, bud?
0: Doing great, as always.
1: Glad to see you again, brother. Glad to see you again. We always count on you, Matt, to be here. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you. you give He gives his generation a good name. Really? Yeah. You kind of do. Well... well Aren't you proud? You look proud. I, mean, I, I do I do feel uh, uh, flattered, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, mommy, mommy and Daddy did good by you, man. They I wonder what kind well. of cartoons they let him watch
2: back in the day when he was well, growing let's up. Not let's, even, not, let's not yeah, even yeah, get all right, into we won't that. that. <laughs> to the right, to the right Where? of me
1: is of the you? star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Fowler. Jimmy, how are you? Yeah, good evening, everybody. Back once again. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you, too. Uh, first, I want to tell you, last week's show, tribute to Eddie Van Halen. Okay. Loved it. Um, If anyone saw the show, you should catch it uh, on all our many networks that we're on But Mm. Jimmy had a candid conversation with studio owner uh, Chris Patty about um, Eddie Van Halen And as a fan, listening to two musicians like yourself, Chris, uh, who has uh, top 10 and top 15 blues albums And you being part of Wisteria Hall and Mm. many other bands um, That to listen to you guys conversate about... Conversate. You mm. like that word, yeah, huh? Yeah, fancy schmancy. About
2: music. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, well, Chris has obviously got a, a very fine mind for music, and uh, yeah, I uh, dabble in all sorts of different forms of music, as you know. It started with classical piano, and, you know, you were there, too. I loved a lot of your input, too, man. That was that was a great conversation. Well, it really was. That was a quick 30 minutes, let's put it that way, when I listened to it back, because you know we always review our stuff, yeah. you know, so I really did enjoy that. That was an excellent job by Chris and you. And uh, excellent uh, session there and tribute to the great Eddie Van Halen. By the way, I know this is going to sound a little weird, but I've got to mention this. Mm-hmm. Eddie's death has affected me in so many different ways. I don't, you know, we could spend a whole show talking about that, honestly, because we grew up with, you know, big fans of the man during his prime. Uh, you know how Eddie mentioned that he believes that he got the cancer on his tongue from putting the metallic picks in his mouth? Sure. This is going to sound really ridiculous, but I've got to share this. A lot of my life, when I'm going to the front door, when I've had, like, too many things in my hands, I'll always put the keys in my mouth. And, 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 you know, to, like, you know, get before you get to that front door, you ever have to, you know, find somewhere to hold the keys? So for some stupid reason with me, I, I would usually, like, you know, put them in my mouth for a second if I got my hands full to get to the front door. Dude, I ain't doing that no more. Right. They're metallic, aren't they? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm just saying, Stop. you know. I just emotionally, all the obvious things about his passing. But this is just a little quirky thing that i <laughs> i ain't doing that no more you know still smoking cigarettes though so how much have i really learned
1: are we good with sound <laughs> guys okay you know there's a fan out there that says where's the sound the one are I'm we out clear. there
2: well y- i'm listening to what you're saying bro. i'm just saying though it's I, just a little personal thing you, that i, I have, used
1: to do i have my not, hands will i have not recovered no i keep no. i keep seeing my mortality in front of me now this yeah. one this yeah. one hurt bad mm-hmm. and look um, we're yeah. going to get to our special guest uh, sure. shortly, but I have a few questions for you because uh, I was thinking about this, few right? Questions? I get yeah. worried when you have questions, but go on. Go on. I started thinking, right? We're in this pro-wrestling broadcast business, and uh, no. by the way, I want to thank all the fans of the show who are really starting to make the show move now. Uh, the comments you guys have been giving us and uh, the views and the props, we want to say thank you. We are humbled by Each and every one of you.
2: Thank you to the ones who have been there for the ride from the beginning, because we do know who you are. And thank you to the new folks who have come on, because all that does is get us even more motivated to give you more good stuff. Well said, as always, sir. Thank you, sir. Sir. So, how proper of us. Go on. What do you got? In this
1: industry, right? You know, you wrestling's know. made of good and bad, right? That that is the story, right? The yeah, good guy versus well, the bad guy. Isn't
2: life in general, but yes, I totally agree. So
1: that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, we've been in this uh, broadcasting thing and you've been in the band stuff and yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, we've met many people on this ride and this journey. Mm-hmm. Many who I would probably consider bad people. Interesting. I even to th- even evil have people. I have to think about that. Okay. But, but th- here's my question okay. to you. I was thinking to myself. You feel that way. Self.
2: Okay. Self? Dear self. We
1: think we're good guys. But maybe we're the evil guys and they're the good guys. So my question to you is, if someone is truly evil, who, yeah. uh, you can talk about your friend Marilyn, uh, not Marilyn Manson. Charlie? Charlie.
2: My friend. Do you think that How is Charlie... Charlie my friend? Well, you... you I, Because you... I've always found him an interesting right. subject, but it's pretty obvious which side of the fence he was on. But, but here's my point. What are you here's saying? My point. Go Does on. Does
1: Charlie, Charlie Manson, in yeah. his world, think that he's the good guy? So... Here Ooh, I was thinking to myself, was, boy, we could be we've here made, for hours." We've made a, a substantial amount of enemies. Yeah. in this well, short ride. Okay, interesting. Okay, okay. all right. I have to think but about that. But I always that, think we're on the good side of everything. Yeah, but are we on the bad side? And maybe we're looking wrong. What What, what are your thoughts on that? What I was kind like, of crazy. Are we really
2: good guys? Okay, here's where I don't lose too much sleep over whether we are good guys or bad guys and you ask you ask a very very interesting question so you're going to get a very very interesting answer all right first of all my opinion on most of the wrestlers we've met and most of the most of the people that have come through these doors are good I think that most of them have been good people. Fair. Sure, there's a business involved. Fair enough. Sure, there is. But in general, I think it's fair to say eight out of ten wrestlers we've had, and we've had dozens and dozens now. Well, not just at the you wrestlers, know, dude. They're good people. We were at other studios. We met some yes. bad people. Yes, we We met
1: other co-hosts from ac- other shows. We've
2: come across some real, and we've, and we've gone over this. There, we know for a fact that there's a bunch that we didn't get along with. Are they evil? Okay, here's where I go with all of this. Usually you're judged at the end of the day by your works. It's what you it's what you produce, it's what you do. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's also how you treat people. All right. Right. Uh the bottom line to me is 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 I look at good and evil much differently because and this is gonna sound strange for someone who doesn't seem to be on too much coming from this kind of point of view I'm about to express. Go ahead. The most uh society is built, whether they want to admit it or not. Historically, for the last thou- for thousands and thousands of years, societies and backgrounds, no matter where they come from, are built off religion, beliefs, religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. In general, this is a fact. Okay, whether you like it or not, this is historical facts. Religion usually is the belief system that keeps people from absolutely mutilating each other. And oddly enough, in a lot of these religious texts, some of the greatest uh, examples of who we're supposed to look up to are forced at times to face evil and do some very, very what would be termed as evil things. Okay. I, I always look back on when Moses killed the Egyptian soldier because he witnessed them harming the Jews. Mm-hmm. So when I see that some of the greatest examples of good sometimes are forced, that's a key word, folks, forced to defend what they feel is right, then, you know... I don't worry too much about, after all, this is just pro wrestling. Sure. So I don't really worry too much about what kind of man I am or what kind of man you are in the eyes of people who don't, we don't always, you know, go exactly with. Because a lot of these people that we didn't go exactly with, you've always been above board. Mm. So I have no issues with the course we've taken, and I don't lose any sleep over how we're thought of. Okay. Let me put it that way, you know.
1: So, and the final result is, yeah. in your world, Yeah. we're good. Yeah. Fair enough.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't see us looking to make anybody's life miserable. Very good. You know? I so. would like
1: to thank the band that sings, sings the theme song for Monty and the Faro. our own Jimmy Farrell, along with his partner Bart Griggs, a part of the band Wisteria Hall. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as our theme song, Riding High. Hmm. Also, In My Dreams, This Life, which is a favorite of mine, not far behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on Spotify, iTunes, and Reverb Nation.
2: Now, what? one thing, though, before we, you know, continue with the plugs, what's your take on it? You got me standing on the ledge. I gave my opinion on it. Do you think we're good or evil? I mean, for you my, to even come my up take, with this, my this, take, this question, I'm My like, take what? on it is... <coughs> oh, um, man.
1: <coughs> my take on it is this. We do this as a side gig. Right. Um, again, quick history on the show. Started on a very small show. It got popular. We we ended up growing and now we're Mm -hmm. in this wonderful studio and things seem to be heading along along the ride. Okay. Now you got my regular life, which is hard enough already, but you got this right along the ride. Right. We just want to entertain people. And, uh, right. We, we like, we like the feedback of our fans and we like the feedback of the people who are watching. We're thanking everybody who's watching now. Um, and we've met a few people who have met us. Mm -hmm. They've interviewed on our show and, um, We've found some people who have stabbed us in the back. Oh God,
2: the, the user list is exhausting. Absolutely, there have been a ton of so, that. but as far as the good and evil thing, well, I can tell at, you for a thousand percent for sure, the ones who attempted to use the crap out of us—hey, jokes on them. Well, Whatever.
1: As, a I, yeah, at, yeah. as a guy who competed, good and evil. As a guy who competed in
2: athletics when he was younger, mm-hmm. and people get
1: get it out there, right? I am fifty-three years old. I can't compete in athletics anymore, but there is a thing of competing. Right. So, uh, to your point, I will bury other shows. Yeah. I will find a way. Yeah. Okay. I I realized shortly that that a lot of a lot of shows out there (laughs) are not my friends. Right. We've had producers at uh, another other studios that weren't our friend, even though we did a lot for them. So I've learned my lesson along the way. And if you ask a person on the outside what I do, and when again when we talk about. Here's here's my point, everybody. Is that I'm just not other shows' friends. I'm not going to put them over. I'm not going to give them a rub. Um, they asked to come on our show. I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. because they didn't do it along right. our ride. Or when right. they are, when they saw that we right. were actually breaking through a wall instead of helping us, right. Uh, they buried us. Right. So I, I I've always been trying to help right. people. Right. Throughout. This whole thing. Right. People needed to plug. They're going on an interview. They're doing this. We were there for them. Mm-hmm. And in the end, when they gained some popularity, there was a problem. Right. Right. Anyway, I want to thank Biggie21. Uh, yeah, bro, this is a little bit deep, my friend. <laughs> it is a little bit <laughs> deep. Into the deep end of the pew. Um, that being said, on the outside, if you ask, maybe in some certain ways
2: our our practices aren't on the good side of things. This is a manipulative business, and I have seen some incredible manipulation towards us mm. in the past. And I think that we have uh, found ways to to handle that. Right now, you know, it's it, the more you, the longer you do something, the more you realize the patterns. Well, be- before we get to our guests, I just want to say I want I want to get it confused.
1: We are humbled. To be in this studio, we are humbled yes. to have the wrestlers that come in this yes. facility. Yes, and again, humbled eight have- out
2: of ten, yeah. nine out of ten wrestlers we have in are great. Okay, I'm, I'm humbled to have the, the fans The studio who we're comments, at now is
1: fantastic. The fans who comment, you know, to watch our shows, right. and when I say fans, you're not really the fans. You're part of you're part of the family, right? So it shouldn't be right. fans. It should be fans. Right. So and to be again, fair,
2: we've had great memories in the past and the other places too. Absolutely. You know, so it is what it is. You know, good and evil. I wouldn't waste my time worrying too much.
1: I'll tell you Anyway, that. Monty Nefaro can be seen on YouTube, Facebook Live, the Monty Nefaro page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV, Monty Nefaro page, RTF Sports Network. That's a new up-and-coming uh, streaming sports network, 24 hours sports all day. We are their anchor show. We play on Thursdays from 8 till 9 p.m., I mm. believe. Fair enough. Um, you could catch us on cable television on channel one fifteen every Tuesday from seven p.m. to seven thirty. Hmm. So that's our 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 regular Thursday show, but compressed to a bullet point. Um, you could also catch that show again on Friday at two thirty in the morning. That's a few hours from now, and then on Saturday. Uh, that Friday is, is on channel twenty, right? Yeah. And then Saturday, channel 115, one fifteen, sixteen, six, 6 thirty. Oh my god, we are. And when we're talking about good versus evil, we'll be right back with our special <laughs> guest, Andy Paritz, daughter of WWE and AWA great Adrian Adonis, who we might find out some people might have felt that he might have been a little evil. Ah, we love the adorable one.
2: Back with ANJ.
1: You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence Collision Specialists six three one. 261 6420. That's 631 261 6420.
2: Auto Excellence. That's right, folks. Canine Corral for all your dog daycare and overnight care. Call 631 549 1544. That's 631 549 1544.
1: Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No.
2: I mean, I need a dumpster. Ugh. Well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V, Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. Hmm. All
1: right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty and a Faro, seen every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ron Cocklemore, New York. And we want to welcome our special guest, our honor, Angie. Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. You got her? Yeah. I don't hear her. She's not speaking. Can she hear us? Angie, can you hear us? Is that better? There you go. There she is. Hey, Angie, how are oh, you?
0: We I'm well. How are you guys?
1: All right. Thank you for joining us. Very good. Sorry we got a little long-winded there. Um, but <laughs> That's okay. So, it's how it goes. So how are you doing through this COVID era, Angie? How's everything with the COVID? How's your family?
0: My family's good. I am just sick of COVID. I see about 50 patients today, and about 50 of those are COVID.
1: Oh, my God. So tell us. So are you a nurse?
0: I'm a nurse practitioner.
1: So tell us a little and I'm bit urgent about care what. And, what are you encountering out there?
0: They're coming in for testing. Um, I've probably we've tested at our facility over 2,200 have been positive. Uh, definitely numbers inflated. I say they'll all be over with at the end, uh, November sixth.
1: <laughs> for election. Very I think we're, we. I think we're on the same board with that. Very for interesting.
2: Sure. Is it at the point? Yes, it's like, it's like the flu? it's insane. Which, would you say it's at the point like the flu and the overreaction of the media is out of control? Is that what you're getting at? Or
0: yes, it's all for the money. Interesting. It is all for the money. We're supposed to be tested for COVID once a week, and I just got my insurance bill, and they charged my insurance $1,100 for COVID.
1: Oh my God! Interesting. One
0: test, one nasal swab.
1: Wow. So what are we trying to say here that COVID isn't what they claim it to be and they're just making you like push up the numbers for insurance purposes? <laughs> it, well
0: then well then well, I definitely for the money, but there is now don't get me wrong, there is some people that have that COVID is I mean, I had one patient, he didn't have any comorbidities. He was forty years old, did not smoke, and he ended up being on a vent for a little bit and had the plasma transfer. Uh Other than that, I had a pregnant lady. All she had was a headache. Uh, It's it's all about the money, definitely, definitely. And the numbers the numbers are inflated because they'll come back in to get another test uh, because their work needs it, or they just want that negative that negative result. And if they're positive again because they came back too soon, those numbers aren't taken into account. They're as another COVID. They just chalk that one up on the number board. So. It's, I mean, yes, it's here, but also it's, it's been, ta- I believe it's been taken way out of context.
2: Uh, how do you feel about the enforcement of wearing masks and was the president um, right or wrong to to get criticism from folks about the fact that he stayed strong and didn't wear the mask to show people that he didn't, you know, want panic or anything? Do you think that it's, uh, you know... I hardly
0: wear a mask mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's... Yes, it is harder to breathe in it, mm-hmm. and the studies show that if you're wearing a mask, even at N95, within 15 minutes of being around somebody that's COVID positive, it's not going to help you not get COVID. I have not been tested positive for COVID. I've seen an increase in ear infections. I've seen it increase. In, increase in, I mean, I can't. There's not be done saying there's a correlation, but uh, the masks are dope if. They, they wanted the mask; it could go through oral mucosa membranes. Then why aren't we required to wear face shields or goggles for eyes? Uh,
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean,
0: look what they said about Hep C. Oh, it only lives on the counter for three three days. Mm-hmm. Now look at it; it's thirty days. So viruses change all the time. Uh, I don't like. I said I hardly ever wear a mask.
2: What would and, what would your opinion be if they if the government when the when a vaccine is released? If the government forces everybody to take one, what, what, how would you feel about what would be your stance on that?
0: I would say no. I uh, I have three daughters and HPV. I didn't get them vaccinated against that. It's way too new. Um, I would not want it mm. if they okay. mandate one. I mean, that that's I would consider that assault because they are performing something you don't want done on you
1: interesting interesting would you would you think that an interview that we're going to discuss you and your father would turn into a covid conversation <laughs> <laughs> no i did not <laughs> <laughs>
0: we well,
2: right so is- we're gonna hit you with some uh, wrestling questions Are it, you ready it, it is interesting though i'm I- ready I got to ask, you, Angie, uh, being the son of a a Jewish accountant, uh, I can't exactly relate to to what it is like being the daughter of somebody as famous as the adorable one, Adrienne Adonis, who we did adore. What is it like being the daughter of somebody of such noted repute?
0: Okay, so this might be a little strange. So he passed away when I was eight. My sister was two. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about him after that. My mother would go to her room and cry. Uh, We just did not. If we brought him up, she, you know, very short answers and just go to her room. Of course we kept in contact with our grandmother, grandma and grandpa Frankie in New York. Uh, but we just didn't really talk about it. Then she remarried four years later. Great guy. Uh he just recently passed in two thousand eighteen. And that's when I kinda started looking into my dad. So it's uh Looking at this, I was just like, I was telling my husband night. I'm like, wow, I did, guess I didn't realize that he's right up there with all of these big name people, Piper, Hogan, I mean, all these people that, I mean, everyday common names how, how were you with you able wrestling.
2: To, how were you able to, as a child, uh, handle emotionally the fact that your father was not being brought up after the separation from the family? How were you able to channel that internally and emotionally?
0: Um, I have really hard. I mean, we. Uh, I know that I. If cer- certain things bother me now, I mean, I just we just you don't talk about it, mm. which can be mm. not as healthy for people. I mean, I I know that when we would go to visit because we lived in Southern California and then we moved away to Northern California and then Nevada and various other places. Um, when we'd go back to visit, you know, comments would say, "Oh, you look just like your dad," or or to my sister, "You look just like your father." I know I would just kind of like look away because what do you say? Mm.
2: Do you have? Strong but my memories? mom always
0: said, you know, that was her best friend. That was uh, they did tons. They always had fun. They got along great. I only remember one argument
2: mm.
0: that they got into. And I, I mean, I really know what it was. Remember what it was about? But I remember just one argument.
2: What was the dynamic like in the household before he he had left? Uh, you did have eight years with him, so I'm asking how much you how much do you remember? before he left
0: uh, very, I mean I remember various various things I know that we would have to have Christmas a week early because during Christmas he's I mean they're wrestling they're on the road uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember that you know I remember going to the gym with them a, a couple times I remember uh, we I mean just fun he we would have barbecues and out by the pool and various family members. all of my mom's families in Bakersfield and so that's why we live there and all family there all the time, uh, just fun pets. He would buy us all kinds of pets. And I, I remember my mom getting so pissed off, if I can say that, because she would be the one, you know, left holding the bag when we'd have them rabbits that, you know, he would bought my sister and I rabbits and they bred dogs, lizards that my mom scared to death of lizards. So he bought us this huge iguana or these little itty bitty green lizards. And we'd, he'd hold her down and he'd yell at me or yell for me to come in there. And I would get the lizards and we'd put them on my mom and my mom would be screaming and she'd be so mad, but they would be laughing. So he was.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But then she had to clean up all the poop.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. I was actually supposed to go with him on that trip, but he had just bought me a little dash hound and I knew my mom would get rid of it. And so I, that was my excuse to stay home and she oh no I won't get rid of it so that's I didn't go with him which is a good thing or you know turn of events could have been way different well
1: it it turned it turned out to be a blessing Uh, Angie you mentioned about your mom that after your father passed away that she like pretty much didn't want to talk about her about him did that strain your relationship with your mother and how is your relationship Mm. with your mother
0: no, we were very, very close. Uh, well, I would say her and my sister are closer. Um, I was closer with my stepdad, who we called Dad. I, he, they were married when I was eleven and my sister was five. And up until his time, and I mean, treated as just like his own children. Uh, I was closer with him. Uh, I haven't talked to my mom in over a year. There was, there was a big falling out, and so I haven't talked to her in over a year. So that's just the way some things go, but and I don't talk to my sister either. Hmm. But that didn't really have anything to do with us not talking about that is when we were we were younger, that was something totally different. So
1: Now did your stepfather talk about your father at all? I mean, did they try to share No, anything?
0: no, the only thing that the only thing that um for my stepfather was uh, Fox News and football. He played football for the Falcons when they were first an expansion team. Mm, wow. So that is all we ever watched was football mm-hmm. and Fox News.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds to me like your father was a fun father. Did you, Were you joyful when you got to see him? Because obviously he wasn't around all the time. When he came home, was it like, oh, yes, dad's home. What did he bring me?
0: Yes, and it was fun time. I'm, I remember going to, uh, staying in one of the motels, uh, and I don't remember which one it was, of course, but we were in a motel and he would, you know, put makeup all over my face and then tell hmm. me to hide in the closet and jump out at the the guy who came to bring room service or <laughs> he would, um, oh my gosh, he, he was, he would always do fun things. And I mean, just, we would go out, I just remember going out to eat, I remember going to the movies with him, uh, he would walk me to the bus stop, he... Just out in the pool playing uh, all, all kinds of I mean I remember him always a prankster I remember him. My mom had a lamp and it was I guess pretty cool for the 80s. I don't know where you would even get one now, but it was a, it was a black it was just all black and it was a lady and then on her she was standing on or on all fours and then her foot was holding up the ball of the lamp. He would take like fake moss and he would glue it as pubic hair. My mom would get so mad and she'd be cussing him out. And I just remember laughing so hard and he would do crazy. I mean, things like that all the time. And she was like, knock it off. Then one, <laughs> there was a story that I just remembered the other day. I was like, this is insane. She, uh, he had, uh, an Oscar fish. And so it ate goldfish. Sure. So my aunt had this boyfriend that he was, I mean, I don't know, kind of, I just say like it, not all there, okay. but of course I think he was on drugs at the same time, like bad drugs. And so he would come over and he asked to, if he could clean out the garage for some money. And my mom goes, yeah, okay. And then my dad, don't you be stealing anything? His name was JR. Don't be stealing anything, JR. And JR. Oh, I'm not, I'm not. Well, dad had all these wines and various things from Japan mm. and there were snakes and like berries and nuts in the bottom of them. And... JR goes, I want to try one. My dad goes, Oh, it's too strong for you. He goes and puts a fish, one of the goldfish, in with the wine and then gives it to him. He's like, Well, there's a fish in here. My dad goes, No, there's not. You're already messed up. You can't have it. You can't have this. Take it away from him. Guy, No, 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 no. I swear there's a fish in here. And my dad, I don't see a fish. I think you're just drunk already. So that was, I mean, I just remember that was hilarious because I was like, What? This this guy's drinking this wine and looking, there's a fish in here. No, there's not. You're crazy. You're already drunk. (laughs) Are you on drugs? Always doing something.
2: You had previously mentioned that you remember only one time there, even uh, hearing the sound of a raised voice. So how was the relationship between your parents growing up for the eight years?
0: I just, I mean, we, when he was home, we did, we did all kinds of things together. I mean, and then when he was, even when he was wrestling, I remember going to, Disneyland when he and he wrestled in Anaheim and I remember that was my first time I had seen him wrestling because they I didn't watch it they didn't let me watch it oh. uh, I remember a cousin telling me uh, I remember a cousin telling me that he was traveling with a bunch of women and and I and I was like no and I'm thinking you know she's trying to say my dad has a girlfriend and I remember telling my mom that my mom goes oh they're just crazy don't pay any attention and then I see later on I see these clips of when he was very flamboyant and these women females were doing his hair and his nails and stuff. And I, <laughs> Oh, that must be what she was talking about.
1: <laughs> you know, so of- it was, a, go ahead.
0: Oh no, they just didn't, you know, let me, I just didn't watch
2: it. Well, little did you realize when he was practicing uh, the makeup with you, he was going to use some himself. <laughs> <laughs> <Very funny. laughs> well, right. He, 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 you had you mentioned that he used to put makeup on you. You know, he's probably practicing for to put some on himself with those <laughs> awesome gimmicks he had. You know, what was it like oh in school? Oh, my gosh. What was it like in school? Did, like, anybody ever walk up to you and go, you know, like let's say when you got into junior high and stuff, anybody go, do you realize who your father is? He rules. Did you ever have anything like that no, going but, on? Or? N-
0: no, because they just we just didn't. We just wow. didn't talk about it then, and so we mm. we just we were at junior high. I was in um,
2: knew. northern
0: California in, in Cedarville Alturas area. Okay, and okay. they, you know, my parents. Well, my mom and my stepdad they had ranches, and so they just assumed it was you know my mom and my dad, mm-hmm. and we were just in ranching. So mm-hmm. they didn't. So they didn't never, really know. And you like,
2: you never mentioned it to any of your friends growing up. In school. someone usually we just didn't gonna, talk. About, just, interesting. Interesting.
0: Just didn't really, you know, just, well, I guess I was, it was, I went to high school in, what was it, my sophomore, junior, senior year in Winnemucca, Nevada. And uh, my, that's where I met my husband. And we were back there, it was about 98. We were back there for some, I don't remember what it was, and we were at one of my husband's friend's house. And there was another guy that came over and he was like, oh, my God, are you serious? And this guy comes running out and says, <laughs> is that really your dad? And he was flipping out. And, yeah, why? There you go. Oh, my gosh. Why didn't you tell me we're going to watch some old school wrestling? I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I is didn't that the really first time you realize, realize it.
2: Is that, is that the first time that you realized, hey, my father might have been really, really loved by a lot of people?
0: <laughs> I, I, just, I just didn't really, you know, I, I Yeah. But I didn't, you know, still, it didn't really register until, I want to say, 2019 to, uh, I mean, 2020. Really? And then, really? yeah, and watching wow. watching all these, like, clips and seeing mm. him, it's it's just really crazy. I, I don't understand, I guess, why he's not in the Hall of Fame, because Ugh. he's, Ugh. Well,
1: well, that's I don't, that's I don't get it. We that's what I was going to ask you, Angie, right? You're, your you're on this road to discovery, right? And yeah. you didn't talk about your dad, and now you're trying to find out stuff. With all this social media, how is it handling? You know, um, again, we're, we, we've always, me and the Farrow. We've always been huge fans of yes. Adrian Adonis. Grew but up watching him. There, yes. you know, there's a lot of wrestlers out there where there weren't such big fans. Uh, how does that feel when you hear certain things said about him? How, does it bother you? What are your thoughts? Well, that's got to be frustrating.
0: Well, I mean, I can <sighs> example. I didn't. I knew, and this is really bad. I knew about the weed, the marijuana. Mm -hmm. I knew about it because you don't forget that smell. Mm -hmm. Uh, When his mother would come from New York, she was a very, very nice lady. I've never, I've only heard her say one bad thing about somebody. And that was, there's a special place in hell for people like Vince McMahon. And that was the only thing I've ever, I've ever heard her say negative. She, very nice lady. Uh, He hid his marijuana when grandma Frankie came to town. And he was like, Oh, you don't need to tell her and I, of course, being uh, my father's daughter went and took her took her and showed her right where he's
2: Oh um, no. About Yeah. Ay. I didn't
0: real uh realize oh, about the the coke use or the drug use that was so prevalent. Um I mean my mom had a golden I mean she still has it in her jewelry box naked uh, it's like a lady who's naked with a, and it's a Coke spoon, a gold mm. Coke spoon. And I have an aunt that will tell you anything and everything. And she'll tell me about how they were doing Coke for, I think it was my mom's birthday and it went missing. So she said pretty soon my dad had a gun in a guy's mouth and the Coke and bunch of money and everything else this guy stole came about. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then I hear these other stories about him and his partying ways. And I was like, okay, well, mm. but some of the things is a as a, I've heard him say, um, Tony Atlas was one as you was just an, you know, an asshole and oops, sorry if we're live, forgot that. No, uh, you're good on the show.
2: You can say all sorts of things. You're, you're safe. Go Uh-oh. on. Oh.
0: Well, the chief, did, <laughs> she <laughs> <laughs> tell,
1: <laughs> did she tell you why uh, Tony was an asshole though? Because mm. Tony was on our show yeah, Tony's... and you know, we, we mentioned Adrian to, to us, mm-hmm. to him and yeah. he wasn't very complimentary.
0: No, no. And I had seen that on there and I was like, oh, well, I mean, teach their own, maybe he said something that was kind of, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then I found the newspaper clip that I've never, I haven't found it anywhere else, but it was from uh, a, a newspaper in Kuwait that dad had pulled a knife on him and stabbed him in the head. But I don't know if it was just for like a promotional deal or if it was like a real thing. Right. Yes, I did. I've not been able to find that here anywhere on social media. So when Don't came, really know what. With...
2: When he came home from time to time, did he ever bring a, a wrestler home? Did you ever get to meet any of his co workers? Did he ever bring, like, a Jesse Ventura or in the early days? You know, and do you remember? Well,
0: anything? when when they were tag team partners, they lived in the same apartment complex. So uh, there's pictures of his Jesse Ventura's son and I playing when we were younger. Okay. I remember going to Dick Murdoch's wedding. Hmm. Um, they did a clip I, w- I was I, I remember going there and I and I have some there's a picture of his his wife and I guess she had a daughter with her or he had a daughter a stepdaughter I don't know there was a young girl there that I remember playing with but that's where they filmed when they went to New York for dads where he lives and then they went down to Texas for uh, for where Murdoch lives they did a clip for wrestling but that was when Murdoch had his wedding I remember going there but as for bringing home Um, there were two people that came, that came to the house and I I don't remember who they were. I know that when, I know him and Roddy Piper were very close. And then when Roddy Piper came through to California, he went, they went out to dinner. They went with him. I don't remember meeting him until, uh, after the funeral, I met Roddy Piper and Horton was there. And I, uh, Bobby Davis used to come by who was a trainer for him for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. But as a, the other people know, it was kind of like that's his own time. He never watched himself wrestle on TV. I remember, I remember asking him. He, said, he just said no. He didn't want to watch him. He never watched himself. My mom told me later it was everything was unscripted.
2: Interesting.
0: My mom got rid of that van after the wreck. He had just bought that minivan, and after the wreck, she got rid of that van. Right. But that was right. the that's condo that we lived in when she got the phone call.
1: Right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back to you and talk about life after your father passes. All right, and we'll be back okay. with daughter of the adorable one, Adrian Adonis, Angie Paris Am I saying that right, Angie?
0: Paredes.
2: Got it. Thank you. Hey, you okay. It. You nailed it. We'll be right back with Angie. Jeff Quest Graphics Design, Custom Vinyl Lettering, and all your art and video needs. 516 317 8204. That's for Jeff Quest Graphic Design. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you
1: by Because Wine is Your Second Favorite Four Letter Word. California wine, New York attitude. Good fucking wine. Yeah. In the mood for a freshly roasted cup of coffee? www.offtherailscoffeeroasters.com All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro-wrestling broadcast. Monte DeFaro scene every Thursday produced out of Indie Music TV. We have our special guest, Andy Parides. Parides? I said Angie. Right. Angie Parides. I'll yep. jack it up. I keep jacking Angie
2: it up. Angie Parides. All right, I keep Angie. hearing the Stone Song Angie in my head. I know, oh, By the way, which right? I'm, I'm kind of liking right now. <laughs> Angie, I got to ask you, after your father passed, have you had any kind of contact with Vince McMahon? Uh, uh, how do we how do we get your father into the WWE Hall of Fame? Um, any thoughts on uh, any of that? And you know, did, did people come to you after your father passed on? Also, I know these are several questions, but were you approached by anybody uh, from the business afterwards? The, have you ever talked to Vince? N- no,
0: no, I have not. Um, <laughs> I don't know him. I know after he had passed, my mother had contacted him because she had seen in a magazine with the action figures or the wrestling dolls, and she said, "You know, did did Keith ever make one? Did he get one?" And and Vince told her, "No, we didn't get around to that yet with him." Mm -hmm. She's looking right at it, and there's a picture of my dad right on there. Mm -hmm. So she did take Vince to court over that. Um,
2: What was the end result, please?
0: Um, there was a settlement of some sort. I'm not, I don't, okay. she didn't, like I said, she didn't okay. talk about it, but there was, gotcha. uh, but there, um, I guess, I don't know if he, you know, I don't know how to get him in the hall of fame. I had messaged, um uh, Georgia. She is one of the English bulldogs daughter. And she said she got her dad going just with everything on social media. Um, just got his name out there again. She said, uh, that's what she did with it. I don't know is is it all up to Vince? Is it I, I have no idea how,
2: mm. I would say how it, to go about that. I would say it is up to Vince. I think that's fair, wouldn't you, Mike? Yeah. I would say I, so. I would think that it's up to have you tried to directly. So he might com- not have you tried it directly. He might not him?
0: want to do that.
2: Okay. okay. Being the
0: way that my dad had left or mm. how they left.
2: Okay.
1: So Angie, back to the original question. Your father passes away. He's got some f- fairly close friends in the business. None of them came by to check on the family, make sure if you guys um, were struggling for money Pipe, or help Piper,
0: out? Piper would call my mother, sent letters. George the Animal Steal's wife sent letters. He sent cards, letters, contacted my mom. Um, she, Ventura, same with his wife. I have, you know, the letters and everything, uh, we had went to new york uh, for my grandparent's 50th wedding anniversary and it was at that time that we had dinner and my mom stayed there and talked to the other kelly twin the survivor from the wreck uh, orton she i mean she just she talked to a lot of them um, oh, i want to say guerrero he was one that came to the funeral as well but she um, she spoke with them and i just remember her saying that um, she didn't get a card or a call or anything from Hogan or from Vince, mm. and I mean, I was little, but i just i I remember her saying that quite a bit
1: mm. that's got to be hurtful um Can you talk about the wreck from what you've learned about it? what actually happened that night
0: um so he they were driving from to a venue and there were two vehicles. They were blinded by because I guess it was double daylight savings time. So they a moose ran out, blinded. He at first I had always heard he was in the back in in the passenger or in the back middle. Then I had actually spoke to somebody reached out and they were actually at the scene and they'd seen him. He was alive when mm-hmm they took him to the hospital and he had passed away later on he had a torn aorta lacerated lacerated kidney spleen and liver mm-hmm. back injuries and significant head trauma so he he was in there uh, died at, and at the scene the kelly twin who was driving he was he was at the scene, he had passed. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure about the bear man, where he was sitting. where he was at, but the guy who I spoke to, who was at the scene, said that he was. That there, nobody went through the windshield. Uh, that it was more than like more than likely that my dad was the passenger in the front. Uh,
2: how old uh, were you at the time? What was your age? I was eight.
0: 10? I eight was eight. Old. Fourth of July. We were out doing fireworks and. I had a cousin that was afraid of fireworks, so another cousin went in to go check on her, and there was a phone call, and so they had asked for my mom, you know, as be there. They went out and got my mom, and I just remember my mom coming outside screaming and crying. So the guy who actually called my mom to tell her that my dad had passed was actually part of, I, now I don't know if it was just him or there were others, I don't, know, don't remember the name, I'm sure it was said, but he was one that actually robbed all of them, went back to the motel room and robbed all the wrestlers.
1: Oh my god! You,
0: um you... my aunt said that some other wrestlers got to him, and he got his ass beat uh my mom she had always just said that they were caught, so I always assumed by the police and charges were filed but i just i can't i don't remember his name and can't find much about it and I didn't really remember it until I saw an interview with sabu he had okay. he had said that and i go I remember that because my mom was freaking out, and i don't I don't know how they came to know this, that they were robbed, but they went back to the motel room and they took everything, took everything on him and took everything from the motel room.
2: You had mentioned earlier about um, perhaps your father won't get put in the Hall of Fame due to the way he left and his relationship with Vince McMahon in the WWE when he left. Can you fill us in a little bit on, you know, what you may know about or what, you know, after he left, why did he leave? There were rumors that Dick Murdoch had convinced him to not work with him, and there's all sorts of wild stuff out there. What do you know about the final days of Adrian Adonis
1: working
0: with What this I know is that he was, he was supposed to win. He was supposed to have uh, WrestleMania three. They came to him and said, hey, Piper's retiring. Can we give this one to him? You'll have four. We'll give you four. And then there was supposed to be a bonus for cutting his hair. Everything was verbal, and then when when it came time to collect, Vince said no. Then my dad's fine. I quit. Vince says if that's great, you're under contract. So and if you work, I'll sue. So for six months, my dad didn't work. And then it was at that time that, you know, I I remember him staying at home, and for a long time, I remember him at home. And then uh, he he left for a little bit, then he came back, or no, he broke his leg. And he was out for a while. I remember that he was home for a long time. Then, what was his then mindset he when he let... was
2: home for a while? You said he was home for a little while, like a caged
0: there. animal. Like he, I just rem- I just remember he's like, you know, let's go do, let's go something. We gotta go. I mean, he didn't. Did he, he seem so happy? To being on the road, there. did he
2: seem happy? Or yeah, was... I
0: mean, to okay. me, he was always. I mean, in a good mood. I always remember him being in a good mood. I don't remember him being crabby. I don't remember him being. Upset, I don't. I so mean, he didn't this... let
2: it spill out over the, into the into his 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 children, basically. Even though he no, might have been really ticked no, off. No, I don't remember was... that at okay. all. Interesting. Okay.
1: So he goes to Canada, I guess, because he's got to make some money and he's trying to get back into the business, right? Well, uh,
0: he was going. From what my mom has always you know said about that, is he was going. He had lost a lot of weight. He went to Japan and he was with a trainer. I want to say Tom Touchstone. He was working out with, and I, he was a bodybuilder. He, I, I remember him um, at the funeral as well, and there's a picture of him, and I, I remember him. Um, I, my sister and I had not seen him for two months at the time. Um, he had been gone for two months from the time he was in the wreck, but my mom had f- drove down to L.A. and saw him overnight two weeks before he had passed, but he had lost a lot of weight. He was only going to go to Japan and wrestle a couple months out of the year. He was going to uh, Newfoundland uh, as a as a favor for, for one of the guys. I don't remember who. I don't remember if it was, you know, the Bear Man. I don't remember if it was for the Kelly Twins. It was just as a favor he was going there. But he was going to Japan and going to wrestle in Japan.
2: What was Mom's reaction when Dad started to put on the weight? I have to ask. I'm just curious. That, You're like, what are
0: you doing? That I really don't, you know, that kind of like the transition from when he went from the brown hair to the blonde. Mm-hmm. I remember the brown hair. Mm-hmm. I remember a belt. I, I remember all of the leather. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden there's mm-hmm. Christmas bows and we're in Anaheim and Jimmy Hart's asking for lipstick. And I'm like, <laughs> why does he need lipstick? <laughs> and I remember, you know, he's walking me to the bus stop and there's somebody driving by yelling, you know, faggot and screaming at him I'm like what is going on oh boy but don't I don't remember you know I don't I don't really remember but the weight (laughs) the weight my grandmother said too before he started wrestling he ballooned up
2: yeah
0: he he gains weight very easy but could drop it you know if he stuck to what he was supposed to do he could drop it yeah I was the same way i
2: Your dad was an amazing athlete because even though he did gain the weight, any real pro wrestling fan could tell you he was fantastic still athletically in that ring. So, whatever. Oh,
0: I mean, how big he was, he could could move. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, he can really. Yep. My aunt said when they would go out to, you know, they'd go out drinking or whatever, that you did not. She said, people didn't mess with him. She goes, you just, they didn't mess with him at all. She goes, it was. But my grandma from New York would always say that he he liked to fight.
2: Yeah. Did you ever want to become a wrestler? I almost know the answer to this, but you know, anybody in the family aspired to be wrestlers after my uh... my
0: my son is all about it right now. He that's what he wants to do. How does skin... that make you feel?
2: <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, he has the mouth. He has the mouth. Just okay. like from watching this. That's well, good. my sister and I have the mouth too. Very sarcastic. Really very. Bad. Oh, I don't know if it's good. It gets us in trouble sometimes. <laughs> th- gets me in trouble with patients sometimes well, on the things I say to them. I'm like, oh my.
2: It's going to help his but character if, myself, he, if he's got the gift of gab. It's going to help his character. Go on. He does. Good. He has
0: the gift of gab, the gift of his mouth, and just smart, smart ass, is he smart. A big ass, kid? I mean, in, is he big? Yes. Yes, go. he's 123 pounds. He's Ooh. five foot two. He's oh. ten. He just turned ten.
1: Nice, right. Angie. He's. You're you're eight, you're eight years old. You you find out your father's passed away. Mm. Your mother's a mess. She meets her husband, or next husband. Mm. What's your reaction to that? Uh, is it hard for you to deal with? I, you know, what's going through your mind? Did you give him a hard time? You know, let us in a little bit and like what it's like for someone no. that age. You know? No,
0: he was, he was, a, I, I liked him. I, I mean, I liked him. She she dated a little bit um, and then she met him and it was really quick. He had, um, he has kids that lived with their mom, did not get along with them, still do not get along with them. Um, at the funeral, my husband, my husband was in Oklahoma that when he had passed, that's where we were. I was in Nevada. I was working uh, at a clinic. Doing family practice, and my husband's like, "Can you not say anything to those kids? It'll be the last time you ever have to see them. Can you promise not to say anything?" And I was like, oh, "I guess." He goes, "Now I got to talk to your daughter," but I just go, Shh. "But he, um, he was. I, I mean, I've always got, I got along with them, um, got along with them well. I was, uh, my sister did too. Uh, I, I was, I was, I was glad that she was happy because she, she wasn't. She was, she was just not the same." Uh, but you know, she had a lot of girlfriends, my aunt and her were very, very close. Uh, but just to see her happy, that was a good, that was good. So when she married him, you know, we had moved, but she was, and she was still close with my aunt. Of course, that's like her, that's her sister's like her best friend, but she, uh, she she was just really happy when she saw him and then when we had the i remember when we had the first 4th of July when she was married she was very you know crying very cuz when my dad first passed we were at the cemetery almost every day
2: mm-hmm.
0: every 4th of July every fathers day every you know on his birthday before christmas and when we moved that was really hard on her and so she had bought her when my father passed she had bought his plot and all of that so she had also bought her plot at the same time. So when my stepfather passed, she was a little concerned and nervous. she didn't know where what she was going to do. Oof. So she, in California, you can go, you can do, they have marriage plots. So you can go down 12 feet and then one casket is placed and then the other one is placed. So I told her, I was, she was very concerned what people would think. And I said, why do you care what people think? And then I told her, because, of course, she's crying. She's a mess. I said, Mom, it's like you're having a threesome, both your husbands and yourself right there. She goes, Oh, my God, what's the hell's wrong with you? I said, Well, at least I got you to laugh. Why do so I picture your father saying
2: something like that? Oy.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. My sister and I, and then, of course, I'm like, Oh, that's not a good thing. But, oh I mean, it's, God. I go, you know, you're right there. So, she, you know, she's, I call her the widow recluse right now. She's not left the, her, she they have a ranch in Oklahoma, and she's not left. Um, she leaves very seldom to to go do anything so my my girls are going to college back there so they they live with grandma and they tell me well grandma you know grandma's not doing well today well grandma just watched tv murder mysteries today and i said tell her to get out of the house go take mm. her somewhere mm. well i said well what's the widow recluse doing today <laughs> the, she said shut up don't call her that i said well
1: mm. angie we got a fan question out there and i think you answered it but um i'm gonna ask yeah. it again anyway uh yeah. michael Did Hulk Hogan show up at your father's funeral? Oh.
0: No. No. And my mom, that's what my mom said. He didn't call. He didn't. And I guess they were, they were pretty, they were really close friends. And I guess I really didn't know that. But listening to this podcast, it was a Japanese sports writer. And it's so odd because I told my husband, I remember this guy from Japan coming. And I said, and staying there like three days. And, all of a sudden I was on Twitter and I found, I I heard this podcast of him and I was, or I saw this picture and I said, oh my God, I remember that pool and I'd never seen it before. It was me and my dad in a swimming pool. And then there was a podcast and it was him on there. And he had said that Hogan and my dad, you know, they were fairly young when they went back there uh, to Japan and they were very nice to him. And he was, he was just coming out as a, as a sports writer and they, all those guys kind of got together and he said Hogan has a picture of my dad up on, in his in his house like his for his memory and on the show Hogan knows best there was a and I can I didn't really watch it there was a guy who I guess he was heavy set kind of like a slob and he said that they he kept him around because it reminded him of my dad and and I was like well if so then you know maybe why didn't he reach out my mom goes well my mom always said it was cuz he was too big of an ass kisser to Vince
2: interesting mm. interesting so
1: you're you're on a self-discovery or, are looking at your father what's your favorite thing you found on the internet about your father that just thrilled you
0: <laughs> i'd have to say the clip of where he's in new york
1: oh my god and
0: he's like yelling at this lady to go get back in her house and to shut up and i was like oh and then he's the king of the hubcap race and he does a cartwheel and i was like oh my gosh and my mom goes yes he would do crap like that all the time and I just go that and it just reminded me like oh my that stuff that my sister like just random things like that I just go that it that it just kind of really shocked me because my sister and I you know just say we we go out and we were out drinking in Nevada we're walking to another bar and there's these two cops and they come because we had stole these flags and we were going to have a parade and we asked him if they needed assistance. And I mean, we just kind of random go off the wall or we just like mess with people. If they, you know, ask us something stupid, we just go with it and didn't really know where we got that for, you know, just, that's just how my sister and I were. My mom wasn't really like that is not like that at all. And then to see this clip of him doing this, that is, I go that that's where it is. That's exactly where it's at. Uh, The wit, the, that was probably the most thrilling. And then there's been a couple of things when he was, um, The cockiness, that, I mean, I'm not, my sister and I aren't really cocky like that, but my son, my son is very cocky like that. He is the Mm. biggest, he's the baddest, he's the best, and my Mm. husband's like, he better learn how to fight with the mouth like that, because it's going to get him in trouble. (laughs) I agree.
1: Do you catch your son surfing the net, looking at his grandfather and being like, this is is what I want to be, this is who I want to be?
0: Yes, and they look a lot alike too, which is very... Nice. very I mean that's crazy and I didn't know my dad had played football uh, he played semi-pro football in Canada mm. and I didn't know that he's probably uh, I knew be he taught a, himself
2: he's probably going to be a hell of a wrestler if he is studying his father because his father was a math technician as well as an amazing on-screen character uh, this I hope I asked this correctly do you feel a responsibility to get your father into the Hall of Fame? I, I hope I I hope I don't, like, you know, corner you by asking that, but I got to tell you, growing no, up... No, I, I do. He deserves to be in, and growing up watching him, Mike and I will both, you know, attest to that. He was one of the greats of his time. <laughs> Real quick, before you answer that
1: question, Angie, I just want to say, we, we grew up fans in the Northeast of mm-hmm. WWE, yeah. and uh, Adrian, uh, your father, was with Jesse Ventura in the AWA, and then yes. when he moved to the WWE, anybody that's a WWE fan... His matches with Bob Backlund mm-hmm. are some of the greatest matches you could ever see. And we were yep. instant yep. uh Adrian Adonis fans yep. and they tried to recreate the East West connection here and again we're trying not to be too nerdy here, but right I gotta tell you, your father We followed him from
2: the beginning. Pretty incredible. Yes. But anyway, go ahead and answer so, the first question. Are questions. you are you driven? Do you do you feel a responsibility to get him into the Hall of Fame?
0: I I do because I, I mean I feel that he deserves to be in there uh, oh, yeah. listening to, you know, a lot of things like Piper. He's like, you know, he got me over the top. He's where I am today. Mm. Um, WrestleMania three biggest, I mean, biggest, that was the biggest yep. WrestleMania that that there was. That's, yep. I mean, how many fans were there and just, I mean, I've heard of it. It was so loud. You couldn't even hear, I mean, they couldn't even hear themselves think how crazy it was. And I mean that, that right there, I mean Brutus the beefcake. Who you know really? Who what did he do b- before that? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, him and Ventura together. I've wa- I've read. I mean I, I've, I've read things on it and I've seen heard things on it where Ventura you know was the charisma and, and Dad was the worker. Just uh, watching him on there, him and Murdoch, him and I mean just he was a, he was a very good wrestler and I think that you know I don't. And I don't know why he took. I don't know. I don't think it was punishment. The gay gimmick. My aunt had said that um, he liked it. He enjoyed it because every time they booted him, every time. I mean, that was dollar signs for him. He made that so a she home said run. He,
2: he made that a home run. He was great with it.
0: Yeah, that's well. I he had always. I had always heard this because you know, back then my kids don't understand this. Back then. You didn't open your mouth. You shut up when adults were talking and you didn't interject in the conversations. Mm -hmm. If you did, you got kicked out of the room and you didn't get to hear. So I remember dad either dad was talking about he hired or he got a telegram person to dress in a banana suit and jump on Vince McMahon's desk and sing to him for his birthday <laughs> then i didn't know if it was that because then i also watched him in an interview with pat patterson and dad's deep throating a banana talking to pat patterson i'm like oh my god so then i'm like is that the banana thing that they're talking about like what are they what were they talking uh, pat, about pat might so like that, not we
2: won't get into that pat might like that Go uh, on.
0: oh he just looked away like he just like had to look away and my dad's just like going to town on this banana and i'm like oh my gosh so it was it was pretty entertaining that. i was like that's
1: Oh, oh my God! Dear. I got it. That's great, So, Andrew. We're almost out of time. Um, what kind of message do you want to send to the fans and the wrestling audience about your father?
0: That if you loved him or hate him, I mean, it didn't really matter. I mean, he was a very talented wrestler. He was very athletic. Uh, I, I I believe he should be in the Hall of Fame. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He worked hard. Um, to get where he was. Yes, he did gain a lot of weight and kind of you know, I don't know if it was a kind of a self-loathing or if it was I mean, speaking from experience, I I gain a lot of weight very quick. Uh don't know if it was thyroid or you know, honestly don't know what for him what it was, but he had lost a lot of weight. He was he was focused, he was ready to get back and start wrestling again and it was, you know, just too soon. That he was taken But I, w- I would love to see him In the Hall of Fame I just don't know how So hopefully so If somebody knows Or what we need to do To get him in there I would love to hear it
2: Place a phone call To somebody who's Very famous in the business But is still tight with Vince And sweet talk them Step one <laughs> well, I gotta I ch- <laughs> tell you It's, it's worth fans. a shot Come on Mike <laughs> You know in the short time
1: that we had Adrian on this planet, yeah. uh, he made his mark, and we thank you for
2: joining the show. And uh, Thank you for having me. All All right. One last and, thing, if I can. Yeah, absolutely. Is, so. is, is your son left-handed like Papa, uh, your pop was? No, he's
0: not, but my oldest daughter, Adrian, is left-handed.
2: <laughs> okay. I was just curious as to which fist he's going to be throwing when he gets and into the ring. Did you rain. just
1: catch that? Her daughter's name is Adrian.
2: Wait a second. Yes. what We know she's the next Charlotte Flair. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, she's...
0: She's the sassy one. That one's a mini-me.
2: <laughs> I want to get her in the ring, too. Now look what I'm starting. All right, Angie, thank you for joining us. We'll <laughs> talk soon. Thank
1: you, guys. God thank bless. you, Angie. Thank we'll be you. back after Bye. this commercial break. You want to star in your own success? Call QuickCast, www.quickcast.com, Eight six six seven cast now That's eight six six seven cast now QuickCast. Start your own success. Jimmy, I just got the best hookup on tickets. Mm, fill me in. I went to www.seatslinks.com and
2: ordered the best tickets with the best prices. Call 718 676 0504. Seatslink, the complete ticket experience. Tell them Charles sent you. You need a body shop?
1: You need engine repair? Auto Excellence, Collision Specialist, 631-261-6420. That's 631-261-6420. Auto Excellence. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty and Farrow seen only here at of Music TV.
2: Farrow, great interview. Yeah. What did you think? Very, very charming guest. I enjoyed that thoroughly and learned quite a bit. Yeah. Matt, That's for me, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I thought it was great. You know, sometimes, it, you know, sometimes these, you know, over the air, broad, like, it's hard to get a rhythm, right? Because yeah, well, you know, well, you know they're on the, they're, they're somewhere
2: else. They're right. not sitting right here,
1: but it is what it is. So what did you get most out of the interview in, in, in your mind?
2: Uh, I actually, you know what, coming into the interview, I wasn't sure we were going to fill in that much, but I, I did learn quite a bit there. I learned that Adrian was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, at home. Adrian was a lot of fun at home, you know. That was one thing that I learned. I, w- I really do hope, though, that she reaches... How do I put this? I don't think it'll work if she wants to get her dad in. Can we talk about this for a second? Sure. If she wants to get her dad in, in my opinion, I, th- I don't think it would be good to, to, to reach out to people who already hate and have an issue with Vince. Mm. I think it would be a lot wiser to reach out to someone of, of, of note that... Has a decent relationship with Vince and Maybe talk to them about talking to Vince about getting Adrian in. Adrian should go in. Here's here's the problem with the you whole. Of, here's the problem. Sometimes with the you of, gotta you know. But here's the
1: problem with the Hall of Fame. Go on. As these years go on, right? It's not like he should be in. Though. No, but no. What he's saying, he's agreed. Been... But as these years go on, yeah. These icons from the past
2: it fades get, get forgotten. I know. But, and That's it's like why they're I'm talking like... about. And, you That's know, why I feel the urgency. I'm like, reach out to someone who can say something positive to Vince. Because, look, a lot of the recent ones who've gotten into the Hall of Fame, what? You can't still sell the marketing of putting in the adorable one with the WrestleMania 3. I agree. About, you can, that is still, he's still worth, he's worth it. He still is, especially with some of the guys who've gotten into the Hall of Fame in recent years. So, so I would suggest re- reach out to someone who's still good with Vince. And then maybe... But, so you know, this goes into our next conversation. We want him in. That's why I'm saying this with
1: such passion. Before, I want him in. Before we run out of time. Yeah, go ahead, bro. You got Adrian Adonis, right? Yes. Icon. Sure. Look out, right? Absolutely. Top shelf, from the Top shelf from the but day.
2: Top shelf from the day. On the card. And you're right.
1: Someone should put a petition to get him in. He deserves a beat. Right. In. But right. here's the problem. Today's wrestling is a problem. Yeah. When I turn on AEW last night. Yeah. You've got Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Oh, here we go with him right? again. Right. Go on. And he's wrestling. Can I put my hands in my pockets? He's, exactly. I'm he's really wrestling not Cody. In this conversation. And go on. You know, I'm being told I'm a dinosaur because I can't d- stand
2: watching. No. You're this not, type
1: you're, of wrestler. Who's telling, and you're when you're, you're who's coming, telling you? you are a dinosaur? Just in general, a, you know. You. I know the, that
2: that's what they think. Some of these m- modern pro wrestling fans. I don't right. agree with that crap at all. You know. And by the way, what what is uh, over? The term over. What, is, what, what defines the term over? I mean, it's simple. It's a simple definition, but to me it has complex layers. You, you, like we said earlier today, when we were talking, like a guy like Santino Morella, sure they would pop for him, but was it sustainable? Was it the macho man pop that went on no. and on for years? I mean, it's, and it's, you took the character as a legitimate heavyweight contender for the world title. Are you going to tell me out there that you, you take Orange Cassidy seriously to legitimately be a world heavyweight champion and sustain when he's in his 40s. He's still going to have his hands in his pockets, huh, guys? He's still going to fly through those ropes with his hands in and sustain his great heavyweight legitimacy character the way Macho Man did, the way Hulk Hogan did, the way Bruno Martino did. And if you're a flying type, you better be able to do it as long and as well as AJ Styles, who wrestles with his hands not in his pockets. So you used the word over.
0: What right?
2: is over? But, but you use the word over and different so sustainability let's, depending let's on the wrestler. Let's talk about the father. Very in Let's depth. talk about Sorry.
1: the let's talk about the father who was the guest, uh the, 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 the door the father mm-hmm. of the guest who we had on. Mm-hmm. Adrian Adonis. He was in the WWE, he wrestles Backlund. Yeah. Was he over? Yes. I'm not gonna no. I'm not going to say he was over. Well, what, he was good. He was a bad guy. He was the bad guy. He for was the a, moment, moment, a bad guy. Right? <laughs> then you talk, the, the industry changes. Mm-hmm. He goes to the uh, femme right. character. Sure. He's now very over, right? He's very over. He was that. over
2: either way. But, but I once understand. he gets his
1: hair cut in WrestleMania 3, yep. he's not over anymore. We-
2: he wasn't over anymore. Boom.
1: So over is a very difficult term. Right? The wrestling lifespan is probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get a two year run, you've done well. And mm-hmm. what I mean uh, being major. And by the way, over. he
2: was over in front of 90,000 people, like yes. his daughter brought up. Yes. He wasn't over in front of 50, even 15,000. And I'm not diminishing right. being able to be over in front of 15,000. That's awesome. Agreed. You know, but I don't believe that you're going to have. Him in the main event of a ninety thousand plus arena kind of situation, Thank I don't you. think his ca- his character he's, he's is
1: over on that he's level. He's fun for the moment, yes, but he's not going to draw ninety thousand people in a main event, right. Doing that shtick, nope. You know, you know, nope. Someone said to me, Santino Marella was over. Yeah, he was over for a second, but that stupid sock. Right with the th- with the uh, with right. the snake sock g- was over I'll for a short. I'll time. I'll give
2: Orange more credit than Santino. He's way over more. than All right. Santino well, someone used someone used yeah. McFoley. Yeah.
1: Okay, Michael. I hear you. Over means popular. Okay. That's true. No, but, one's saying it doesn't. But it doesn't. But, but again, but there's different Sustainability of being of that over. over. So someone used Mick Foley. Oh, he used Socco. That was a gimmick, and believe me, let's mm-hmm. not forget it. Look, it was the mandible claw. That put people out, but he right. put a sock on it. Right. It wasn't. It was based in a hole that's been used big, going back to you. the bottom. What are we Not talking about? Not breaking out here? of a bear hug right. with your hands, with your hands, in, your hands pocket, in your pockets with arms about this big. Well, you can go this there. big, okay? <laughs> you can say. That. Come on now, really?
2: Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, <laughs> you know. By the way, John Cena got married. Thoughts to who? His long-time girlfriend. Oh, what? I thought, wait a minute. His long-time girlfriend? Yeah. How long has he been broken up with the Bella, babe? A couple babe? of years, I think. His right. long-time <laughs> girlfriend. Very well, interesting. congratulations, John Cena. Yeah. Way to go, bro.
1: On October 24th, we <laughs> have in studio, that's this Saturday, so we have our regular Thursday show. will just be me and the Pharaoh. Hmm. And then on October 24th, a, a special edition of Monty and the Pharaoh this Saturday, we've got... Three-time tag team champions, Demolition in studio. <laughs> Demolition also uh, were known as their counterparts, as Bill Eady was the mass superstar.
2: And leave it leave it right there.
1: All right, well, hold on. Don't you? No. Are you Barry gonna... Dorso? smash was also Crusher Khrushchev, okay, fine. part of the Russian I team. I thought
2: you were going to say the repo man. I... No,
1: no. You see, you did that. Damn it. And then the star, of the sh- the star after that is none other <laughs> than Nikita Koloff, which is huge. So
2: huge. Oh my God! And
1: right after that, fans demolition
2: ship- and Nikita Koloff,
1: absolutely. Oh my
2: God! And then Go if on. that's
1: not enough, yeah. you get to tune in. We're having one of our live auctions, which Nikita yeah. will be selling his book, okay, autographed pictures. Okay. He will sign it nice. for you. So please tune into this YouTube channel. Yeah. We've got Russian flags, we've got singlets, yeah. we've got dolls, okay, and. Uh, we're proud to announce that also going on sale this week on Captain's Corner. Go to www.captainscorner.com. We have Randy Macho Man's game like ring worn outfit, which wow. was just sent to me. So that is also. Going hey, you on should
2: Ocean. you should bring your golf clubs and have D'Arso sign those. That's not a bad idea. Wait, come on now, that's not a bad think, idea. The Fowl's always thinking. Uh, we want to welcome.
1: Hurts. We want to welcome okay. our new sponsor. Let me new, prep myself new, for this brother. New.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome. We Aquatilia. Aquatilia. Uh
1: they're they're nice. they're a uh, clothing company oh. and you can get using the Monty Nefaro code called f- use the code Fall Forty. Okay. And you can get uh you know, you can get some early Christmas gifts. They've got high level boots and clothing. Nice. Tell them Monty Nefaro the sent you, yeah. put in Fall Forty, that's F A L L forty. Nice. Thank you. Monty de could be seen on the Monty DeFaro YouTube page, Monty DeFaro Facebook live page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Channel one fifteen every Tuesday from seven PM to seven thirty. Ooh. Early risers on channel one fifteen on Saturday from six AM to six thirty. Mike time and this Fri every Friday morning on channel twenty at two thirty in the morning. Farrow um, time. Once again, um The first episode of Farrow's Corner, which is a monthly segment put on by our own Jimmy Farrow. Very entertaining. Hmm. Catch it on our YouTube channel. When's the next uh, video coming out, Jimmy?
2: Uh, What do you think? Like somewhere around Halloween? Yeah, I hope so. We'll have the Halloween Do you, already, do... you already have the, the segment?
1: What are you thinking about oh, that?
2: Th- I can't give that away, but I'm thinking about a few things. You're going to like it, though, I'll tell you that. I know I will. I, I think Lagoshi uh, like might be involved, that's but that's I'm a whole other about. story. The best <laughs> thing about Pharaohs car is
1: you don't have my fat ass in Devon. It's just what? Farrow on there. Yeah, but
2: come on. We bounce stuff off. you. Yeah, Pharaoh, any final thoughts to the um, fans out there? Well, uh, I don't believe that my partner and I are evil. Thank you. First of all, uh, I will never put keys in my mouth ever again. Thank you, Eddie Van Halen. Yes, yes. Um, And uh, Angie was great. She was great. Thank you so much for the interview, and um, just we loved your father, you know? Adrian Adonis, man. Talk about the beginnings for you and me. Oh, my God. That was the beginnings. Oh, my God. Adrian Adonis was right there with the Morocco's and the Valentines for us, and I don't We're still mad at Vince for not pulling the west east west connection to its they should have had the pelts. I was thinking about, not even get, I
1: was thinking about Angie, right? She only had eight years with her father. Yeah. And, you know, again, yeah. these are young years. Yeah. But you know, rest assured when she sees these videos of him oh, as a wrestler. So great. He certainly was an icon in he this was. industry. And boy did I love him. Yes. I loved that guy to death. He
2: always did. He was a technician yes. and an entertainer at the highest level. Put him in the hall of fame, Vince. Come on, man.
1: Angie just t- chimed in before we go A kid in a class told me it was fake And I remember getting into an argument with him yeah. And going home to tell what? my dad And what he said And my dad told me it was fake <laughs>
2: That sounds like Adrian right <laughs> Well it is fake That's- Angie
1: What would you think God. it was real And then he broke out the makeup I mean, okay, let's That go. was funny. What? That that, that he was practicing <laughs> makeup on that's, and that's, Angie getting ready for I his can role. See
2: him, yeah. Uh, whoa, he was he was so awesome. And I can not see him doing that. That sounds like Adrian. One of the all time greats. But teach his son how to throw a, little, a few lefts. You know, you gotta be gotta have some of uh, you know, the left hand. see what I did already. See, I don't go. know how to throw a left hand. All right, with that we'll catch you next <laughs> Thursday. Same I? time. <laughs> same Monty and the Faro channel. Once again,
1: <laughs> thank you. Angie, for joining us. It was our honor. This is Mike Monty.
2: This is the Pharaoh, and we'll see you again next week. Later.